Hi, folks. So this episode, we're talking about Season 1, Episode 7, Justice. And it got good. the suggestion came in from Jonathan Mann. So I think I'll probably record an extra segment on the top here for that. And I haven't listened to last week's episode yet. but uh, So I don't know if I did this last week or this is the first time. But so, like, as I said, this, this Star Trek Next Generation thing is probably going to evolve over the next, uh, like, I don't know how many episodes. Uh, but with justice, what I decided to do is watch it. So I watched it once, like actually happened to watch it like a few months ago. Uh, then I watched it again on mute in three 15 minute segments. So I could maintain my focus, even though it's on mute. Uh, then I watched it a third time with the dialogue on. And then, you know, in the second half of this, I'll have it playing while we do the dialogue run through. Uh, but let's run through this first, uh, like, interpretation here. It looks like season one, episode seven, it looks like in my handwriting it says juices, but it's justice. It, it didn't put a T in justice. And then I spelled planet wrong. Earth-like plant, P-L-A-N-T-E. Uh, Picard's arms are crossed and uh, over, wow, this is a tough one. Over the sh- oh, over the shoulder of Picard and so it gives like an over shoulder of shot of Picard and the planet or P L A. This is my handwriting. It says P L P L squiggly line that could be L A uh, D R. Uh, but since I spelled planet wrong, I'm gonna guess it's planet. And then Troy is in. Uh, oh, I said what's up with her red gem hair thing? Is that like part of being a Betazoid or or not? And is that, I think, I don't know if that's just a season one thing. It looks good. Everyone's on deck. Uh, Dr. Crusher's arms are crossed. <laughs> what does this say? Baller seeds? Oh, pleather seeds. It looked like baller seeds. Like I said, what is that? Like, uh, I don't want to think about that too long. What are baller seeds? But, uh. Uh, leather seats, and I think maybe I meant to put leather seats. Oh, no, then I said or pleather. The backs look like pleather. Uh, man, my hand ring's really off here. Riker, clean, oh, Riker, it looked like clean squirm, but I think it's clean shaven. Oh, also another question came up. What's the maximum number of people on the deck at, at all times? Like, is there a fire code? Well, you know, because there has to be, like, in, in a, like, a, like an alert situation, you know, you want everybody to have, you know, efficient movement. I bet you there's even, if you're on one, if you're going one way, you're close to the console. I don't know. I'd like to know these things. Uh, uh, then the opening, maybe Earth, I, I couldn't follow it fast enough. Earth, Jupiter, Star, star Saturn, Enterprise. Okay, then we're in orbit of the Earth-like planet. And then I put WTF joggers. Uh, you got to watch this episode. It is like straight out of the 1970s or 60s. And it's pretty awesome. I mean, again, uh, the sensibility of next generation that I'm slowly learning and dawning on is this uh, trickster, like a trickster creator. And I don't know if that's a personality thing with Roddenberry or Moore or somebody else, but uh, very, very funny. And then you see these Jaggers, and they're very perfect people, uh, like in very skimpy clothes. Not diverse, very white, uh, and very uh, Nordic, I would guess. 
uh, but they're not humans either. They're diverse in age. You, after you watch it three times, you start to notice these things. Uh, Worf is very defensive. I put Holy Disco Duck. And then the primary female character from the planet, I couldn't tell if she was wearing a wig or not. Her hair was very curly. Then it put very airy in there. Uh, Tasha is very warm when they're meeting because they're all giving hugs. Worf smells the woman's hair. Yeah, Wesley's wearing the sweater, and I, I didn't even mean this. I, maybe I did mean it as a double entendre, but I put Wesley hot in his sweater, question mark. But I don't I, like. I was honestly thinking that too. I'm like, doesn't Wesley get hot in that sweater? And there's lots of shared awkward looks. Guys, X. Oh, he has like a, the guys have this like they have like a. There's different outfits. I don't think I quantified all of them. The guy's X of cloth looks like Burning Man. Oh, like it looked like the shape of the Burning Man uh, statue when you see it on uh, pictures. Because uh, the guys, they have like, and now I can't even remember. Maybe I'll just talk about that when it, like, I'll describe the episodes in the next run through. And I said, oh, this place is like some sort of space rehab. There's this big giant building. I was also wondering where they filmed this. It looked like a big like municipal like Civic Center or something, like that might have been built in the like during the like exurb period, or the suburb period where it was like built outside the city center somewhere, and it has these landscaped grounds. I mean, Marin Civic Center is very different than this one, but it kind of reminded me of that, like structurally, not uh, design wise. And if you never Googled Marin Civic Center, you know, do yourself a favor. Holy moly! I went to the bathroom there once. I just drove there. I was, I was up there for work. This was like 20 years ago. Maybe not that long ago, but. And I drove there. I looked around, went to the bathroom, and left. It was great. Oh, and then everyone just jogs off, uh, like some space rehab. I said that. Where'd they film this? Uh, Wesley meets some other kids. People are playing lyres and harps, and there's some strange interpretive dance going on. Tiny cocktails are being drank, like champagne. Uh, full public oil massages. And the kind of characters lead the uh, uh, crew of the Enterprise away on their, by their hands. Which is always like an enticing, you know, at least uh, it, it does stir this feeling of uh, seduction, you know, uh, being led away by your hand. Uh, Data's on the bridge with Geordi and Picard. Uh, they're turning away from the ship uh, for the planet to see something. The alarms go off, and there's like this half-visible ship or structure. Everyone's perplexed. Jordy looks at it uh, from the lounge. It's some kind of Pepper's Ghost effect. Uh, then a light bubble floats out. It goes onto the Enterprise, up onto the bridge. What? Right up to Picard. And it makes a loud noise that kind of shakes the ship and talks to Picard. Yeah, then it shakes the ship some more. Uh, Picard seems to make some long speech at the bubble, like a little soap bubble, the theme of this night. And then it faces off with Data, who's like mesmerized by it or something, and then it just fuses to Data's forehead, which was, you know, just a bubble on the forehead. And at some point, Data just lies down and says, okay, let's just fuse here. Then we're back on the jogging planet. The kids are walking on their hands, and Wesley's kind of showing off. And then I wasn't sure if the kids were more advanced uh, 
in their development in Wesley or like uh, their practices. Because uh, Wesley kind of says, no, I'm not ready for that, but I am ready to teach uh, baseball. Uh, Riker's walking around. He's kind of taking it all in. And it's just like a very um, loving, free love planet, I guess. And there's like people kissing everywhere, making out. No, they're not kissing. And Tasha, like, uh, I mean, for the time being, one of my favorite characters because she's just, she's, she, I don't know, there's just something about her. But she's kicking it in the in the background, and she's just having a drink with these two people. And then another group of people are playing this game with silver balls, and there's, you know, lots of free love, as I said. Riker loves it. He's cracking up. He finds everything amusing. And maybe that's, like, something that works about the show. I haven't watched enough of The Next Generation, and I haven't done any reading because I'm paranoid about listening to other podcasts or reading about Star Trek Next Generation. So my apologies to any, you know, people that actually know stuff, because I don't. I mean, my ignorance is, uh, it just, I, I, I fear that it'll complicate the podcast, you know, or mess me up. But, like, how much does Riker's amusement give the audience permission to be amused, you know? So it's like, okay, Riker's laughing, we can laugh too. We don't, we, like, it helps to give us, like, an emotional anchor, maybe. And I don't know if Deanna Troy is another part of that. And then, uh, anyway, not important in this second. Uh, but then Riker's laughing. Worf doesn't like it. You know, Worf's bit, is so serious. And then Riker tries to check in with the Enterprise, but it's no dice. Uh, so then Troy and Worf are kind of worried about that. Then Tasha's kicking it, and then Worf goes over. He's not happy. I didn't know if he shamed her because she, she was just, like, enjoying herself in the company of these two people. Like in just the art of conversation, and they were uh, drinking red cocktails. And then whatever the aliens told about, uh, whatever whatever they're talking about, makes Tash and Worf wonder. Double question mark. And what? And then they get up and it confuses the aliens. I don't know what this says. A and O and ad. And then there's an ad break. And then uh, Wesley and the kids are playing in a very manicured park. And this was ridiculous. I mean, this part was, like, uh, ridiculous. Wesley crashes into this small greenhouse. It was, like, uh, it was just, I mean, it didn't take away from the episode. It was just ridiculous how uh, unlikely the the crash was. Uh, But security shows up, and they're also half-naked and jogging. And uh, they must have a lot of assholes, like like a lot of, you know, de-chafing things on this planet. Uh, Riker, or maybe they just build up a resistance. Probably that, I guess. Uh, and then Riker and the trio show up, and they, how much for the flowers? Oh, yeah, Riker's like, how much do we owe you for these flowers? And then Worf and Tasha show up. They're like, hey, don't break any flowers. They got big rules about that. And then they're like, oh, too late. Uh, and security's like, sorry, Wesley, you know, you got to you gotta go to you know, jail for this, for breaking the flowers. Uh, but the Enterprise crew was like, no, no, no way. This was an accident. Hey, have you ever, you haven't heard about what, we didn't tell you about Wesley. Like he, he'd be crashes into flowers and stuff. He's brilliant. Uh, but there's like this kind of standoff. And then Riker checks in with the Enterprise. Spaceship. Oh, the spaceship was like a table. Like then we're back on the bridge looking at this weird spaceship. 
That's like half visible. Uh, Dr. Crusher's something. She's like scanning the Data's bubble brain. And then after a minute, it lifts off and leaves. And Data's still asleep. Then we go to another commercial break. Then we're in space. Planet Picard walks into Troy. They put serious arm angles. I don't know what that means. It means their arms were at serious angles, saying this is serious business. Oh, when we're, then we're back on the planet. There's lots of side thigh. Oh, he must have talked to Troy over the radio. But yeah, like everyone talks about different side things. If you lived in a place that forbid viewing thighs, like you would love this because you say, wow, that's a lot of side thigh uh, to see. Uh, everyone sits down and they try. Maybe Picard must. This one, Picard showed up, I guess, at the planet. Uh, combat serious. Uh, some people uh, have necklaces, some people don't. Some Van Dandy. I don't know what that is. Is some V A N I C T Y. Some van variety to their outfits. There we go. I figured it out. All very clean. And oh, I wondered is it a commute? Do they do community laundry or their own? Like, do they use oat soap on this planet or some other soap? Uh, Crusher's kind of crushed by what Data says to her. Then we go to an ad. Then we're in space, both the ships. So Picard's still on the ship, I think. Maybe looking out, hands clasped, uh, thought, thought, he's thinking and worried. Uh, Data comes in. I don't know what room this is, but there's a small bar. So I said, is this the officer's lounge? But then I think I looked it up as a viewing lounge. Uh, Data's got a theory. Then Crusher shows up. She's stoic and sad because her son's been arrested. Then we see Riker back in the planet. He's looking at trees. Uh, Then Riker and Crusher beam in and a woman bows to Riker. I think think these notes are off. Uh, Returns his pin. Yeah, I missed a set of notes because I thought Riker beamed back with someone, for, or Picard beamed back from someone with the planet. Uh, Wesley comes out with security, but Tash is with them, and they kind of discuss. Uh, uh, Picard kind of laces down, lays down. He makes some kind of pitch to the security guys. And Wes kind of is trying to be strong, but then he kind of lets uh, gets to go to his mom uh, then Tasha kind of seemed to be trying to play peacemaker for everyone. And then everyone just beams up, uh, but no dice. I don't think it beamed up. The beams didn't work. And now everyone on the planet is like, uh, we're going to be in big trouble with that table up in space. So Picard yells up to the gods, and Riker kind of makes a comment, and then they get beamed up. So that's that's like... Uh, it's kind of how a lot of episodes end. You know, Picard does something, Riker makes a comment, boom, the problem solved. And this was one to check, set your uh, time codes for. We're on the bridge, 4327. you got to check this out, Justice, 4327. I think that's the Amazon time code, but I'll probably work on the Netflix. Like, I just happened to be pausing it or something at this moment. And Data's totally having this social, uh, he's sitting in the captain's chair, he's talking to Counselor Troy, and it was like social hour, like there was no crisis at all. 
is just hilarious, like, just to happen upon it. Data's like, and then, you know, Counselor Troy's like, tell me, Data, how do you process, you know, and then he goes, oh, funny story. I mean, that's not how Data talks, but, like, so, like that was what their body language said was happening. And that's all hands on deck, and the strange ship, build, ship build, build, building uh, disappears. Picard nods. Crusher puts her hands in her pockets, and they head off. And that was the end of the episode. All right, so here we are with the dialogue run-through and the live run-through. It's playing now, and it, it started, the captain's like talking about an M-class planet. I love how Picard says, unusually lovely. And uh, Riker's very excited uh, to uh, report or what is, what is Riker excited about? Yeah, it is Earth-like beautiful. It will startle you. Oh, yeah, they walk on the bridge, and Picard is, like, grinning and clean-shaven, uh, so happy. He looks like he just got a haircut. He's grinning ear to ear, ear to ear. And uh, double team, uh, Troy and Crusher, they both say the crew needs some lead time. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, Riker comes on the bridge laughing, uh, full teeth. He's so smiling, so big. And he says, is it as good as you report, uh, uh, number one? And I love how Picard, this is another thing I'm learning because I'm new to this. He always says, suggestions. Now, why does it say pound 17? I don't know why I put pound 17. Maybe he said suggestions, number one. Let me just check here. And, uh, so Troy and the, the Crusher, they say, we got to go down here. They say they're wild, like, they're you know, they have different beliefs. You know, they're uh, very lawful, but very uh, amorous. And then Picard says, what are the negatives? Riker says, not any that we know about. Uh, and then they're having this faulty reading, which is a little bit of, you know, pre, you know, saying. Uh, and then they say, well, let's take a small group down there. And they say, why don't you take a Wesley to check out if it'll be good for young people? It will startle you. Open things for the children. And then Tasha and LaForge, oh, they talk about no negatives, faulty reading. Seemed like a little tension between Data and Worf about the glitch in the system, but I'm not positive about that. And then Tasha's like, I'm in a hurry to get down there. Let's do this. And then, of course, there's let's hope this isn't too good to be true. And then it opens... And then, uh, what is CLS? I started trying to make notes for stuff. What is it? What would CLS stand for? Oh, Captain's Log Supplemental. Edo is the name of the planet. Uh, they call it Rubicon 3, or the people are Edo. And, uh, finally earned some well-earned regulation. The people certainly are fit. I notice on this one that Riker also smells the woman's hair, not just Worf. So in the earlier one, you know, Worf kind of got pegged for that. But Riker also sniffed the woman's hair. And I can imagine if you're on a ship, like, uh, you say, well, geez, that smells like uh, coconut mango. Like, uh, we don't have that on the Enterprise, you know, cocoa mango shampoo. Uh, you know, Riker asks well, Troy what she thinks. She says they have healthy sens sensuality. And then Worf has a killer line, which I'll have to look up here. Oh, he says, nice planet, when he hugs, uh, it's just hilarious. He hugs the woman. She says, I welcome the huge one. Oh, yes. And Worf says, nice planet. It was so smooth. 
like he was at a bar. I don't know. And then she meets Wesley, says, oh, you were a young one. I don't know how, what your customs are regarding love. Uh, and Wesley says, well, whatever you're into. And she says, uh, well, uh, uh, she just kind of gives, she gets it. So she kind of gives him a basic uh, thing. And then they say, well, Jesus, you want to go to the council or do you want to stay and play with love, you know? And they're like, oh, boy. And then Wes is like, maybe I should get out of here. They say, let's find you some other kids to play with. Don't worry. Uh, no one does anything uncomfortable to them on the planet here. Uh, whatever pleases you. And when they say play, I love, there's like lots of good looks exchanged. Oh, I like how the woman says, oh, this is unfair to them. Uh, yeah, our, our rules are simple. No one does anything uncomfortable to them. And then they say, well, do you want to run there? And then they say, perhaps they can't run. They they find that hilarious. And they say, can't Wesley, he's this is great. He goes, can't run. Of course we can run. Let's show him, Riker. And then Riker goes to Worf. He goes, hey, buddy, when in Rome, you know what I'm saying? And Worf goes, when and where, sir? And uh, everyone's saying, hey, welcome, welcome. Uh, to your good health, uh. And Riker says, uh, uh, like, because they're surprised they can run. And Riker says, we may surprise you in a lot of ways. Uh, uh, then we're back on the ship, and Data's like, that's not a glitch, sir. There's some sort of shadow out there. It's kind of in, in and out of our dimension. And uh, Data, like, uh, that's what Data says. And Ricard says, we request you identify yourself. And then he put WTF Zoom to Picard uh, when the ship comes out or something. I don't know. And then there's a Zoom to Picard and the ad. Let's see the WTF moment. And Picard's looking. I see nothing. Oh, Data says uh, there's an object. We request you identify yourself. And then this strange table like uh, a ship also looks like a structure appears. Oh, here's the Zoom. Oh, Picard just has a WTF look on his face. Uh, then there's an ad. Then there's a hailing. I don't know what's hailing. Unintelligible. Oh, the, the, whatever they're saying. And this, it's half there. And then uh, Jordy looks at it. He says, it's something I've never seen before. It's almost, it's not really there. Uh, which is like, I said, it's something I've never seen before. I kind of thought that was a joke almost. And then uh, Data they say, "What can that? What do you think they're saying?" Data says, "It says they stand by." And then the, that's when this like uh, soap bubble comes to the ship. And Picard, uh, why does everything become a something or whatever state a D? What does that mean? And then Picard says, "Why does everything become a, a something or whatever?" And then he, the uh, Edo, the thing says, "State the purpose of what you're doing." Uh, that's what the bubble says. And he says, I'm P Picard, Federation. Like, what do you want? He goes, oh, we're trying to make peaceful contact. Uh, and they said, are you going to leave people here? He said, no, no, we're just visiting. But we did leave some people somewhere else. Uh, we did do a colony. Uh, I think Ito asked about that. They said, well, it was uninhabited. The life forms we left there had sought to challenge of creating a new society. He goes, life on our world is driven to protect itself by seeding itself as widely as possible. And then the Edo said, don't mess with the children below. 
And then it goes over to data, and it says, can we exchange data? And then they say, Picard says, but probably be a good idea. Uh, then we see Wesley and the kids, there's like all the subtext and confusion. I also noticed that some people are wearing slippers at this point, I noticed. But, you know, at some point, Wesley's playing with the kids, and he thinks, uh, she goes, oh, I'd like to teach you something. And Wesley goes, well, I'm not, you know... He goes, I'm not, he goes, I don't know. And she goes, playing ball. And he goes, oh, he goes, if you got a bat, I could show you how to play ball. A stick or a branch, something this long. But Wesley's kind of supposed to be the the wallflower, which is, I mean, because he, I don't know, it's just, it's hard not to read between the lines on some of this. But I think it is, and, and easy to miss, too, in a good way, like where you're not, like me, you know, over reading. Uh, then Riker, this will please you. Oh, there are people playing the ball game. They say, hey, this will please you. Join us. The good like Worf. Oh, I think that's what Riker says. This is a good life, huh, Worf? And Worf says, I'm not concerned with pleasure, Commander. I'm a warrior. And uh, he goes, uh, Riker goes, don't you need love? And he goes, uh, well, if I wanted love, I'd like a Klingon woman. And Riker goes, what about, like, pleasure? He goes, don't you have a need for that? And Worf goes, yeah, but uh, he goes, it's too fragile. And, you know, this is killing him for Riker even. He goes, hey, Worf, if anyone else said that, I suspect he was bragging. And he goes, bragging? And then he goes, I got to call. He goes, I got to check in. Oh, wait, there was also, um, oh, also the bubble. I forgot the voice of the bubble sounds like Paul Fries, the famous voice actor. Riker cracks up. Worf just has a serious face. Then Riker can't reach the Enterprise. And he goes, get our uh, uh, selves together. And then just the way Worf said this, he goes, including Wesley, the boy. He just says it in this way. I love Worf. I mean, if you don't get that, you'll soon realize my love for Worf. I mean, I believe most of the roommates I've had in my life have been a Worf. If there was a personality type, uh, I mean, I don't mean like physically, I mean, but, uh, so then Riker, uh, yeah, Riker and Troy go to look for Wesley and Tosh is having this crime, like conversation over cocktails about crime. Cause they say, oh, we used to have crime, but now we don't. Cause, uh, there's just a zone. And if you, uh, are breaking any laws in that zone, you get, you get in trouble and it's pretty strict. So no one breaks any laws. And Tosh is like, any law? And they're like, any law? And she goes, well, why didn't you tell the visitors about this? And Worf's like, then Worf's like, we better get Wesley, because you know how clumsy he is. Uh, then we have the law is the law, they say. And uh, then Wesley goes past the line and falls into the new plants. He goes, it's fine. I'm fine. Wesley's like, don't worry about me. They're like, no, no, the plants. And then security uh, shows up, and this was very science fiction-y in a good way. Because they say, oh, how sad you uh, you broke those plans. They say, well, he didn't know about the rules. And they say, always sad, now doubly so. And he say, Wesley says, well, I was just play, playing ball. Like, uh, he goes, I'm from Starfleet. We don't lie. And they say, well, okay, but sorry, we do, uh, you, you know, you're in trouble. And then... Uh, Riker, let's see. I'm sorry, messed up new plants. Uh, it's like a totally confusing situation. 
And then Riker shows up, and then they say, well, is this how friends, you're, you're friends? Riker's like, well, you're not arresting Wesley. And they go, is this how friends act? Riker can't get through the Enterprise. And then we see, like, we, and then Tasha and Worf show up, and they're like, this is trouble. And then, let's see, Data and the bubble are having an information exchange. The bubble leaves. And then they get a call from Riker. And I think that's when Picard says, I'm beaming down. Then there's an ad. And then Riker and Picard, they talk to Troy. And they say, well, here people are honest to a fault. Uh, uh, but they have great pride in, you know, how they do things. And then I, they said, Yartha, Captain, we're ready. And then that's when the Prime Directive comes in. Because Picard's like, well, I just can't break... Uh, they say, well, these are our rules, and we have to follow them. Wesley damaged the plants. He was in the non-damaging plant zone. Yeah, he goes, that's our laws. Maybe you have laws where you come from. And, uh, you know, they talk about, you know, crime and punishment, you know, Dostoevsky-type stuff, and how laws change and how people advance. And they say, well, geez, well, maybe you could just take Wesley. Like, we can't release him because those are our laws. But maybe, you know, if you're so advanced, you could just take him from us. And then Picard's like, well, we have the prime directive. So it means we can't mess with your laws. We have to follow your laws, kind of. And Riker goes, there's this big thing going around your planet. You have any idea who what that is? They go, oh, yeah, it's God up there. He goes, it's like a table building ship. They go, oh, yeah, it's God protecting us. It, but, you know, Riker doesn't say that. They go. He goes, how would you describe God? They said, existing here and in another place also, which was true. And if God wants to show power, it can make itself felt most full, fully. Oh, also, this was a WTF uh, thing that could be invested. We have learned to detect the seeds of criminal behavior. Picard said that at some point. I said, what? And that sounded controversial to me. Uh, then Picard takes a woman with him in Troy, and she says, I'm frightened, uh, you know, going because she's about to get uh, transported to another planet to see her god. And Troy says, don't worry. She actually says there's no reason to be. I don't know if that's, like, a proper counseling. And her name's Riven R- R- or something. And she's, like, very impressed with the ship. She goes, Jesus, this is, like, a big thing. Uh, then she has to, like, go look at her own god. Of course, she falls to her knees. Uh, then Picard ticks the god off, you know, because he says, uh, you know, identify. I don't know. He wants to know that this is definitely, uh, how, like, how do you know it's your god? And have you talked to it? And the, uh, the god says, put my kid back on earth. And so Picard sends her down. Says, well, that didn't work out. And Ricard says, geez, I feel bad about that. And uh, he goes, she, she was really frightened by her God. And Troy says, uh, it's understandable, sir. Sharing an orbit with God is no small experience. I like that uh, line. And then, you know, Crusher says, geez, what are you going to do, uh, you know, to get my kid out? Uh, and she, she goes, I expect some action. He goes, if he was your son, you'd be as frightened. And Picard says, but I am. And then we have this funny thing that's becoming a kind of recurring theme for me. It's like, is Data is like a super stoned person sometimes. 
because uh, the data re- recovers from the data thing, the data exchange. And Ricardo says, well, what do you think's going on? And he goes, perhaps it's not a vessel, sir. He goes, the dimension, this they're talking about the Edo God. Uh, the, dis- the dimensions that occupies them allows them to be in several places at once, but they consider this entire star cluster theirs. He goes, probably shouldn't have put a colony here. He goes, uh, but we picked the one that was the largest and the closest. And Picard says, data, don't babble. He goes, babble, sir. I'm not aware I ever babble, sir. It may be that from time to time I have considerable information to communicate, and you may question the way I organize it. And Picard says, please, I said, data could do this podcast. Please organize in brief answers to my questions. And he says, you know, get to the point. And he goes, do the gods accept our presence? Like, Picard's trying to find his way around the prime directive. Uh, but then he says, but he goes, data gets too terse. And he says, data, please feel free to volunteer any important information. He goes, well, you just shamed me for being a babbler. And then they kind of go back and forth about the prime directive. And if they violate it, what will the Edo God do? And data says, well, it's just judging us by our own rules uh, that make us untrustworthy. But Data doesn't know the context. And then at the end he goes, you're right, sir. I do tend to babble. Uh, I just liked it. Uh, but then Picard kind of figures out, uh, figures it out. Another sh- sto- store's moment. Another Oh, another stoned moment. Uh, I do tend to babble. Then there's an ad. Uh, then there was a really good uh, stardate, uh, Captain's Log stardate, uh, Whatever object or vessel is in orbit with us, it hangs there like a nemesis. I just loved that, too. And then Data goes to meet with Picard. Picard says, he goes, Data goes, you want me, sir? He goes, yeah, let's have some more talk, Data. And he goes, uh, sit down. And Data says, well, what level of communication, sir? And Picard says, any. My apologies for saying you babbled. And Picard is such a... Uh, I mean, he's really quick to apologize when he's wrong. He's a good captain. It was just funny. Like, uh, I don't know, the details you could pick out of the show that are cool. I just find this so cool that there's this uh, babbling thing in here. And it just really makes me love the show and watching it for the fourth time this episode. Um, let's see. So they have more talk. Data's got some great questions. He really helps Picard kind of find an answer. Because uh, uh, Picard says, well, what do you think I should do with it? He goes, well, with the Prime Directive, he goes, uh, how do they evaluate the Prime Directive? Uh, what are their values? And Picard says, she's not how to explain it. He goes, I, I, he goes, the way Wesley being arrested with everybody I'm in charge of in the Prime Directive. And Picard says, uh, and Data says, well, will you choose one person over a thousand? And Data says, or Picard says, I refuse to let arithmetic decide questions like this. And then they kind of talk about, like, uh, Jesus, well, how is this a god, this this uh, device? Uh, the big question, like one versus a thousand. And I just put wow about this uh, discussion, uh, you know, because he says, well, any advanced life form is going to seem like a god to a lesser life form. Uh, but even Data says this is like this is cool because he says well maybe this is another step in evolution because when they're probing my mind they saw they existed once just in this dimension like we do, maybe even flesh. 
And he goes, but now they're living in some sort of multidimensional universe, which has advantages we do not even understand. And actually, I think this is what it gives for, I didn't realize it till just this moment. But then Picard says, well, maybe they had shared values when they were, you know, flesh, if they were flesh, you know, humans. And Data says, well, the Edo, you know, the Edo are like uh, somewhat uh, mammalian too. And Picard says, well, why would an advanced, uh, like, you know, multidimensional race be looking over this planet? And he goes, well, it's like a colony maybe. Uh, then Crusher comes and they get ready to go down. Re- Picard says, don't worry, I'll deal with this. Uh, something regret, re- something Wesley. Then they're on the planet, and Riker, they're like, okay, it's almost time. Then Picard and Crusher come, and the woman almost confuses them with gods. Uh, Then Wesley comes. He goes, are you going to let him arrest me? He goes, no, but we have to find a way out. And then the security guards are like, you know, you're here. what are you doing? You're kind of disrupting our way of life uh, with all this nonsense. And Picard's trying to weigh out the different rules. And Wesley's like, geez, I don't want my, you know, he goes, just cause he goes, I don't want to like my, he goes, I'm not more important than, uh, you know, all the other people on the ship. I don't know what, what I'm going to do here, but Captain Picard. And then Picard's like, all right, I think we're ready to go. And then the Edo even warned them. They say, well, our God's not going to be happy with you if you just do what you wish. Uh, cause Picard's like, geez, we're supposed to, we're not supposed to interfere with other lives in the galaxy. Because uh, like, what kind of justice is this if it's just your justice? You know, this is a kind of like a subtle anti-colonial statement. But then Tasha's like, well, what about Wesley and justice? He didn't know your laws. And Picard's like, well, I got to make a decision. You know, I got to worry about my form of justice, kind of. Uh, and then the transporter won't work. So then Picard yells up to the god. Well, I think first uh, uh, Dr. Crusher says, this is an unfair god. Uh, and they say, well, ignorance of, you know, law doesn't, isn't a defense. And Picard says, I don't know how to communicate this, but, you know, quite, justice has concerned me of great lately. And I say to any creature that's listening, there can be no justice as long as the laws are absolute. This was the same message at the end of Aladdin, by the way. Uh, even life itself is an exercise in exceptions. And this one, Riker goes, yeah, when's justice as simple as a rule book? And then they beamed up, and Picard says, it seems the Edo Lord agrees with you, number one. And then we're back on the bridge, and Riker uh, puts a viewer on. Picard says, let's call him. Uh, he says, uh, he goes, we're going to remove the colonists from the solar system if you signal us to do so. Please tell us. And then the ship just disappears, and... Uh, uh, they say, is that, was that a signal? And Picard says, I suppose, I suppose it must be. I was hoping for more. And Jordy says, of what, sir? I'm glad it's gone. And Riker says, yep, short and sweet, godlike efficiency. And Picard, of course, like being the commander, he says, geez, I was hoping we'd learn more about it. But since we can't, let's roll, uh, number one. And he says, gladly, sir. And that ends the the episode.